Hello, everyone. I'm Moogie. And I'm Mina. And we're Migi Mail, a podcast made by two friends that discuss the vast world of content creation. And today, we're talking about r slash Twitch. Yes, r slash Twitch. You know, okay, earlier today, I messaged Moogie. And I'm like, hey, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Dude, I had no fucking idea. I, messaged, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, um, I was actually listening to another podcast uh, yesterday. Mm. It's called, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Two Hot Takes. I haven't. Is it, is it, wait, is it, is it two, like, white women? Yes. Well, I mean, it's like, the main girl is, like, a white woman, but, like, she has on, like, two of her friends a lot and, like, her partner. Okay, no, never mind. But she's, like, she's the voice. If you've ever listened to, like, r slash am I the asshole, mm. she, if, if you hear, like, a nice voice, it's usually her voice. Mm. And I was just listening to that and I was like, wait, 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 we can do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I didn't want to just copy, like, go to am I the asshole mm. and copy that like 100%. So I was like, what if we go to like r slash Twitch and see what like what streamers or people have like concerns about over there and we can give our own opinion on those, mm -hmm. like those mm -hmm. issues. I will say, though, when we were looking for stuff to talk about... <laughs> Just reading some of this stuff, I'm like, this actually happens? Like, holy shit. Wow. I have not experienced that. Thank God. Damn, we live in a society. <laughs> I think that kind of, it's kind of what happens when you don't set boundaries early on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But it, it it's pretty crazy. I feel like how many uh, different experiences people have had in the creation sphere. Because it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're in it for so long. You're like, I have to have experienced everything there is to experience, right? And then it's like, well, nope, you're wrong. Here's this new thing <laughs> that someone has experienced and it's really bad. I'm like, ah, well, thank God. <laughs> no, it's because it's like, it's always zero to 100. It's either like, oh, this streamer said a comment I didn't like. Or, oh, this streamer's trying to proposition me for sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which is actually... A good point to get into for our first r slash twitch post so do you want to describe it or is it the of one yes the of one can we just can i read it without saying like the username yes go for it okay so this is by this is on r slash twitch are we gonna leave the username private just for their own sake but the title is men as a streamer or viewer would you find it creepy if a streamer offered you her of privately and for women do you think this sort of behavior is creepy? And then they go into detail. So it's after having watched a streamer for a year, for half a year, she messaged me privately through whispers. It was a whisper thanking me for always contributing to the stream. However, this message quickly transitioned into stealth advertising for her OF, saying that I was asking about a specific video that I wanted to that I was asking about a specific video I wanted to see. They need to work on their grammar, but it's fine. <laughs> the thing, though, is that I never once asked her about video requests. I didn't. I did not even know that she had an OF until the message. I think that's what made it a bit creepy for me. It wasn't. I can't talk about that on stream. I will DM you after. It was stealth advertising, implying something I never said. I pl I politely declined and said I would prefer to stick to her streams, and I did not get a response back. Does a streamer really need to let viewers privately know about her OF? Either it will be through the Linktree site or you can just Google it, which is why I, uh, I'm asking, do you have an OF unnecessary? 
So well, that last part made no sense. Oh, I think they're saying, uh, which is why asking, do you have an OF is unnecessary. Like people should okay. not be asking like OF stuff on Twitch anyways. It's like, mm -hmm. if you yeah, want to yeah. check it, it it's out. It's against TOS. Yeah, if you want to check ask. it out, you can find it through their links. Like, I think that's what they're yes. saying. So a TLDR is basically, man did not want OF. Streamer goes to man, is like, hey, you want to see my OF? He's like, no, thank you. And then she does not respond. Yeah. So I actually had a, a kind of similar experience, not too similar, but like a, a little bit in like relation to the vein. Um, mm -hmm. When I used to be a cosplayer, I, I posted a lot of pictures of myself, you know, like, because that's what cosplaying is, as one right? Does. Yeah, as one does, as a cosplayer. And I had this one person, whenever I would post like a post that she particularly liked, she was like, just a random person who followed me, she would always DM me or reply to my stories and be like, do you want to see my tits? Do you want to see my boobs? That is so weird. It's, it was so strange having it come from a woman. Because it's mm. like, I, I think that's the craziest part is like, I almost expect it of men, you know, like, yeah, if a man sends me a penis, I'm like, huh, delete, you know, if a woman's like, do you want to see my tits? I'm like, oh, 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 you know, like <laughs> malfunction. The script did not prepare me for the this. The script did not prepare <laughs> me for this. It, the thing is, it's like, it's not like I want to see her tits. It's not yeah. invited anyways, right? It's still sexual yeah, harassment. Yeah. Of course, we don't want like, I, I'm not trying to say that it's like more acceptable or anything, but mm -hmm. It's just like, you don't expect it. So it's almost like, is this bad? Is, you know oh. what? It's kind of like the audacity was so up there that it's like, you have to take a step back. Yeah, like, wait, it's like, wait, what? You just don't expect it. You're like, wait, hold on a second. What's going on? You know? Mm -hmm, and I think mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. why this question's being posed. Cause it's like, yes, like logistically, this is creepy, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, because people don't usually do this, it's almost like, do you think this is creepy? Like, is this creepy? Oh. Like, you know? I think um, the way I saw this the first time I read it, I didn't go to the creepy route. I went more towards like the predatory route where mm. this streamer was trying to take advantage <laughs> of a longtime viewer to try to get more money out of them by like going into like private DMs. Like, I don't know. I just don't trust it when a streamer DMs a viewer. Mm -hmm, I, like, mm -hmm. I don't know like I, I think having that barrier and like that boundary is really important not to cross and the fact that like they went and crossed it dming them but just to promote like their of mm -hmm. is really scummy because it's like you're almost pressuring them to subscribe to your of if they might not have if they didn't like if they didn't care about it beforehand or they didn't know about it so it's like, hey, like you should subscribe to my OF if you like my content. But mm -hmm. it's like, uh, I like, what if I don't want to see you sexually? Like, what if I just like your streams? Also, on that note, actually, that's a really great point because she also says like, oh, you had been asking about a specific video, like almost gaslighting them into being like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you asked, He's like, man, so it's okay for, for me to, you know, message <laughs> you about this. And if like he calls her out on it, it's also just like, oh, uh, my bad, must have been another viewer, you know? Yeah, it's like plausible it's, deniability. It's a uh, weaponized ignorance. Oh, weaponized incompetence? Yeah. Or ignorance. Whatever it's called. Uh, but it's uh, the idea of like, she's just like basically saying like, oh, if it doesn't work, there's no harm. But it is, I think, mm. I still think it is inherently a little bit creepy. You know what I mean? I, I think, it, yes, it is creepy, but I think it's more like predatory. Like she knows, or that, like, that streamer knows, it's harder to say no to someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, um, I think I mentioned the story before on stream of, it was a different r slash Twitch uh, post that I saw a while ago, mm. but it was a viewer who he felt kind of icky because like the streamer kind of like forced him into giving subs. 
Mm. And they were trying to like egging him on, like, hey, you always gift. Like, why can't you just gift like five subs now? Like, you always gift. Oh. And it made them feel like really icky because they felt pressured to gift subs. And it's kind of like almost like, well, here's my OnlyFans. Like, you want to subscribe, right? Uh huh. So, uh huh. Uh huh. You get what I mean? It's yeah. almost like forcing them to consume that content or like engage in this content that they like wouldn't have wanted to beforehand. It's like, um, uh, getting an inch but taking a mile yes and making that viewer feel pressured into participating into their community even if they don't actually want to exactly which is shitty Mm -hmm. i will say though i I think the point you make about like streamers dming viewers it's really weird it's really weird the opposite way around too but it's even like i feel like there's a there's another degree of like manipulation when it's Mm. the streamer doing it you know like, the, like, you've heard stories yeah. of, like, viewers DMing streamers, like, weird things, like, stuff that's very sensitive, like, trauma dumping and stuff like that, yeah. right? But, like, it's almost like that's one layer of manipulation. If the streamer does it to a viewer, it almost feels like mm-hmm. it's two layers of manipulation, right? I think it's because, like, from the viewer POV, it's almost understandable to a certain degree because, like, that viewer is watching your content. And mm-hmm. so there, there's obviously that imbalance of information. Like they feel like they know you more than you know them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the other way around, when it's a streamer DMing the viewer, it's almost like they it's malicious because they know the power dynamic. Yeah. Like the streamer mm-hmm, knows mm-hmm. that they hold more like, you know, quote unquote power over the viewer. Mm. And so that just instantly makes it so much more malicious because like that viewer is going to feel like no matter, even if you're being like innocent about it, there's i don't know it's like a weird dynamic where it's really you have to teeter the line on like how to approach that like healthily Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like i don't know i'm never gonna dm a random viewer of mine and be like hey like what's up how are you (laughs) i don't even dm my friends that (laughs) (laughs) no small talk for anyone (laughs) no what i dm my friends is oh my god look at this art hop on call you bitch Why aren't you in call? Get on call. <laughs> I actually have a story of Mina. You know this, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell it because uh, people it's listening at home don't it's, know it's it. Wild. It's a very interesting story. Dude, so, it's wild. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the name, but um, I have a friend who is a pretty big streamer. Not like well, was a pretty big streamer. She actually stopped streaming because of uh, school stuff. But she was, she was, you know, pretty decently up there. Like, mm-hmm. definitely not um, a small streamer. Like, she, I think, averages around, like, 150 CCV yeah. uh, for a good, like, portion of a year. And, yeah, like mid-sized. Hmm? Like, mid-sized. Yeah, like a mid-sized streamer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was another friend of hers that started streaming uh, as well. And this friend of hers, like, used to be really close to her. They would, like, do everything together. She was a mod in her chat. Um, we'll call friend A, which is the person who is the mid-sized streamer. We'll call her, we'll call her, um, Sarah. And then friend B, which is the other friend, we'll call yep. her Maria. Some really, really, uh, really basic Dear names. Maria, let me in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, Sarah, mid-sized streamer, uh, pretty active, has a pretty loyal community as well. And mm-hmm. Sarah just started streaming, but is a mod in, um, sorry, Maria just started streaming, is a mod in Sarah's chat. And they were really good friends, did everything together, you know, like would be on stream a lot together, et cetera, et cetera. 
And yeah. when Maria started streaming, um, Maria, you know, as byproduct of like having friends who are also streamers, uh, had a lot of people in Sarah's community in her chat. And mm -hmm. so Maria, you know, also uh, had a lot of the same viewership. Kind of like what happened with me and Mina when we first started streaming, uh, like consistently. Yeah. Uh, we shared a lot of the same community because we did a stream together that showed that we had, you know, a pretty good friendship. And people yeah, from, chemistry. Yeah, people from uh, you know, both of our communities like the other person. And thus, you know, we they, people watched both, right? Yeah. We shared a lot of people. Um, that's not the bad thing. I don't think sharing community is terrible. It's something that you should steer yeah. away from, right? But it's like not the worst thing. It's the fact that Maria was very manipulative when this happened. So what ended up happening was um, basically this viewer that was both in Sarah and Maria's chats was like, oh, if you uh, if you play a game of league with me, I'll and win, I'll gift you a skin. And God, it's so fucking weird. Man. It, it is pretty fucking weird. But anyways, <laughs> digress. I digress. <laughs> but so um, Sarah was also offered this. Maria and Sarah were both offered this. Yeah. Um, and then oh, the viewer was offering the streamer. Yes, this. the viewer was offering yeah. the streamer this. But the viewer was like, "Oh, if you play a game of league with me and win, I'll gift you a skin." And yeah. it was offered to both Sarah and Maria. Um, Maria took the offer, played a game with him, lost, and then still got a skin. Mm -hmm. Sarah was offered this afterwards, and Sarah, being concerned, being like, "Oh, is this okay? Is this parasocial? Like, is this concerning? Let me go ask Maria what her opinion is." Sarah goes to ask Maria and Maria mm -hmm. says, no, don't do it. Don't do it. This is so parasocial. This is so bad. You're crossing a boundary that you should never cross with your viewers. And Wait, I, I feel like you, you, you switched the names out. No, Sarah is the mid. Yeah. Didn't Sarah accept the, the offer first and then Maria asked about it? No, 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 no. Other way around. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I, I think I got the story confused. So, yeah. So, um, Okay, where was I? Um, Maria asked Sarah, and Sarah's like, "No, never do this." Yes, like it's so Maria parasocial. Maria was like, "Never do this. It's so parasocial." And so Sarah was like, "Oh, okay. You know, Maria's my friend. Um, you know, I'm going to trust her, right?" Mm -hmm. A while later, basically, Sarah finds out that Maria actually did, in fact, take the offer and got a skin, even though she didn't win. And so it was just like a really weird revelation of like, oh, like this person just lied to me about this one mm. viewer that was originally from my community and prevented me from getting this incentive, even though she knew that, you know, like it was going to be fulfilled, you know? Yeah. And later on, as this progressed, as discoveries got made and whatnot, uh, Sarah basically found out that Maria was DMing people from her community. Bro, that's so weird. And it was like really, really strange DMs too. It wasn't like just like, oh, like you want a giveaway or something. Because I DM my viewers if they want a giveaway, like I need your address, well, you know? that's different. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like straight up like, oh, how's your day? You know, like, how are you Bruh. doing? Do you want to play games together? Stuff like that. It was really fucking strange. It was really fucking strange. It's like poaching. Yeah, it is. It really is. That is malicious. Mm-hmm. Like, bruh. Sarah and Sarah First Maria all, are, no, are no longer friends, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
TLDR. They are no longer friends. Like that is so strange. Like imagine like me and you, Mookie. Um, like in the beginning when we all like shared viewership. Mm-hmm. If I like started like DMing your regulars. Yeah. No. 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 That, for real though. It's like, like trying to form like that bond with them so they feel more loyal towards me over you. Like that's weird. Or like even like if um, I've I've heard of another streamer do this before. Um, this was like this was like secondhand though, so I can't confirm or deny this. But I've heard mm. of another streamer do this from another friend. Um, that like apparently within the content creation community, a lot of people will like emphasize like, oh, you're loyal to me, right? You're loyal to me, right? You're loyal to me, right? Especially if they share communities with other people in oh. order to like take that viewership. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we both know someone who did that. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I do drop around my viewers. I'm like, you guys are only loyal to me, right? But I'm like, the moment I hit off stream, I don't give a shit where you guys go. <laughs> but when I'm online, you better be here. <laughs> I don't think it's like, I think it's like when you do it jokingly, it's understandable. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, I've done it too, where it's like, oh, you guys are watching other streamers. Ah, you know, but it's like, you, you know, know other it's streamers. joking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, of course you're watching other streamers there's uh, so many the fucking casino is saturated as fuck you know like i can't expect you to just watch me but it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a joke and we know that it's a joke you know mm-hmm. but i think like when it's done specifically in like circumstances like these where it's like oh they share communities or like oh um you know uh there's like maybe a like person that they recently came in contact with who like uh brought a lot of viewers into their chat or something like that you know Mm. just like stuff like that when the context is different i think that's when it becomes manipulative right oh 100 it's so easy for the streamer to turn manipulative Mm -hmm. in content creation like it's such a weird power dynamic because the it's really weird to think about it because streamers feel so attainable but at the same time there is that like there there's just a barrier between like streamer and viewer but it's the viewer always feels like, hey, I can do that. Like I can be that streamer. Like it's easy if I just play this game, but mm-hmm, it's really mm-hmm. not that easy, but it's perceived as. And so I, I think it blurs a <laughs> lot of lines Sorry. when it comes. Are you dying? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, caught in 4K Moogie from Miggy Mail Podcast freaking died i'm so sorry i i was taking a sip of water when you were talking and i uh, <laughs> it went down the wrong pipe <clears throat> no i i totally feel that i'm so sorry continue yes um on that note um i can't believe miggy mail podcast viewers listen or watch both me and aoyama and Mo- uh, nagami Mugi. like how dare you guys you should be only loyal <laughs> to miggy mail podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys the only time you can watch our streams is only during this podcast if yeah, you watch it only. during our individual streams terrible disloyal no, how dare squad you only <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah, i think there's a really <laughs> weird power dynamic that can easily kind of i don't know, like tip the scale towards like the streamer being manipulative because of how attainable the streamer feels Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. viewers don't find it weird when their streamer dms them as often right right it's like if chris pratt dm'd me i'd be like what the fuck you know? i'm like what is this bot account <laughs> like bro everyone's chris pratt like okay buddy like, <laughs> actually that's a good uh that's a good segue to the um the scams that we were reading about 
Yeah, you see, you see. Look, look at that big brain. Wow, tactics. look at that segue. Oh, segu. Whoa, the segu, the segui. <laughs> the segu like. is crazy. <laughs> okay, um, I'm not gonna read this. I will TLDR it. But the title of this r slash Twitch post, r slash Twitch post is "Dear Small Streamers, Bigger Streamers Do Not Want to Be Your Friend." And the TLDR is basically um, a lot of uh, there's a lot of small streamers, right? who obviously look up to a lot of big streamers. And there are some scams who will take advantage of this and basically make different accounts parading as these quote-unquote big streamers and then go to small streamers DM them and say like, oh, you want to grow as a content creator? Let me, let me help you. Let me help you as a big creator, you know? Like, I can, I can, I can help you out. Like, mm -hmm. if um, you accept my help, then I can make you into a bigger creator as well. And... This yeah, person just over 40% of your earnings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but this small streamer on this post basically said that she got a DM from Sapnap, a Minecraft streamer, um, mm -hmm. saying that like, oh, if you want to grow as a streamer, you need a channel manager. I can help recommend one to you. Um, saying like, like, oh yeah, I have a channel manager. This person's great. They also like, you know, manage everyone from the Dream SMP and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And basically like trying to get them to pay their channel manager a fee for managing their channel and mm. it's it's really um weird though how like i guess like close to home this form of scam is if that makes sense it's yeah. like you know you go to your emails and it's like the nigerian prince wants you to you know send you oh your information God. or something like that i've been getting so many of those <laughs> specifically to my stream emails <laughs> Because, like, my my private emails, I don't get any. Really? But my, like, my stream email, like, the one that's used for, like, brands to talk to, my spam folder is full really? of, hello, fellow, hello, dear friend. Like, <laughs> I am in need of, like, X amount of money. Like, please send it over, like, by, like, transferred, like, by this date. I'm like... Oh, are, are you people scouring twitch.tv <laughs> for my email like i don't how are you getting my email <laughs> there has to be a system i oh, think there has yeah to be. i think maybe your email got put into the system <laughs> bruh but yeah so going back to the post um i was just saying like i i think it's really strange how close to home this hits you know like because mm -hmm. like with the nigerian prince stuff it's like like oh of course i'm not gonna fall for that right yeah but like if i was like maybe a very young impressionable streamer who wanted yeah. to grow and i got this dm i didn't look that much into it and i was really excited to get a dm from like my favorite creator you know i mm. i maybe fall for it and i think the issue is it's because of how obtainable these guys are you know yeah like like what you said if a streamer dms you it's not as weird especially if you're also a streamer you know yeah if a celebrity dms me if pedro pascal was in my dms i'd be like what oh the my fuck God. is going on you know like like i can't believe he got hacked <laughs> <laughs> No, you know what that reminds me of? That post. Do you know the uh, the the recent Pokemon drama? No, or not really drama, but it was like kind of like a scandal that came out where there was someone who worked closely with Pokemon who would name drop her <gasps> to other people, like in her community, like oh, to the girls really? in her community, yeah. to like kind of like use her name as a way to get like the girls like to trust him, oh, being like, yeah, what? I like. I, they, he was like pretending to be like Pokimane's like boyfriend, like secret boyfriend who like mm, also works mm -hmm. like in the industry and like had like proof because like they worked together. So like they had like, you know, DMs just like talking normally. Right, right. But like that's how he proved that like they were close together. 
but like when they actually weren't and like he would be using these girls like like for like emotional like sexual like manipulation <gasps> yeah and basically that's being, like, crazy no i haven't heard yeah, of this at all it was insane and oh everyone God. was blaming pokimane uh, that she didn't do anything though <laughs> I, yeah i know that's what the internet does when anything happens. They, the just, they blame pokimane <laughs> <laughs> anything happens um how is this pokimane's fault <laughs> Oh, you're saying that like inflation went up? Well, goddamn, it's because Pokemane. of Pokemane. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. What? Right? Oh my god. So yeah, they were using her name to get viewers to trust him, and that way he could take advantage. Dude, name droppers are on another level. Holy shit, it's so cringe. That's creepy, dude. That's so mm -hmm. creepy. But I think and like, it's so realistic, though. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Like, it's it's believable, you know. And it's like the um like that Genshin uh voice actor who got kicked out because uh -huh. he's a predator. People were like he was going into people's DMs because he's a famous voice actor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's also he was also a streamer. And so like he was able to go into people's DMs and be freaking creepy to them. And people just like kind of took it because they're like, oh, like he needs the help, or like, oh, he's like he's a famous streamer. Yeah, or, like, he, he must be reputable, actor. you know, like, yeah, like yeah. he has he has a reputation. Like, you know, he has a public figure. He must be trustable, you know? Mm hmm. Ah, oh, man. I will say, though. Uh, yeah. The amount of like bigger male content creators who take advantage of their female audience is mm -hmm. so big. It's so big. <sighs> It's always pedophilia. It's always pedophilia. Every for the single love of God. time. For the love of God, can we get some like tax fraud? <laughs> can we get, can I get some espionage or some shit? Can we get something fun? Can we get something cool? I am tired of grooming. I am tired of pedophilia. I want some fun stuff. I want, I don't know. I want tax fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I want tax evasion. I want something. I want something interesting. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I want like money laundering. Like, <laughs> yeah, there man. was that sex cult though, <clears throat> huh? Do you remember the sex cult by that one YouTuber? No, oh, I forgot her name. She was like running like what? a sex cult. This is the first time I've heard of this. What? I cannot remember her name, but she was like running a ring, dude. Like it was insane. I, I don't know if I want to search sex cult on my browser. <laughs> It might not have been called the sex cult, but it was a sex cult. I think I'm going to get something weird if I search sex cult on my browser. Don't, please don't search up sex cult right now. <laughs> Although I will say, in our DMs, there's a very suspicious picture in between all like the like the Reddit posts that we posted in our DMs oh, like for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> of um, there's it's an image. Let me, let me try to describe it. Do you guys know the the? <laughs> have you guys ever seen Winx Club? <laughs> There's a there's a character in Winx Club called Bloom. My and, babe. Uh, she, was, she was my favorite. She's she's being she's being strung up. Um she's being constrained. And uh the uh the villain from the from main villain. the main villain from from the Winx Club is um I think her name was Icy. Uh is being um a little bit uh sexually sadistic. Just a little uh, bit. Just just a little bit. <laughs> and it's just so funny because it's like in between our Reddit posts. So I'm just like constantly looking <laughs> at it. Like for reference, like I just scroll up and down. <laughs> You're just consistently like... getting flashbanged by lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Lesbian flashbang! Ah! <laughs> like trigger warning lesbians. <laughs> oh, man. 
I'm so sorry. It just it distracted me because I was scrolling. It is, it down is very distracting. No, it is very <laughs> distracting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I was gonna say, like the the number of like I think bigger creators who target their audience, it's it's almost as if like it's almost as if like uh, the I don't want to say it's not them, but I almost mm -hmm. feel like a part of the extent is because of content creation culture in itself. It's like, mm. it's not, like, yes, they are inherently bad people for like taking advantage of it. But I also yeah. feel like a part of it is the way that people glorify and put people on pedestals and like creators never get humbled, if that makes sense. Mm. Especially the I bigger also, ones. Would you, uh, I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here. Do you think there's like a layer of ignorance that comes into play where some streamers don't even realize the amount of power that they do hold over their own viewers. Mm, I want to say like to no. a certain degree, some people could be like a bit more on the ignorant side where like, let's say you pop off, mm -hmm. but like to you, you're just like, Oh, like I'm still the same person. I'm just like playing a game that I really like. I just happen to be like doing numbers mm. and like, they don't really see it as being malicious, but like, outside looking in it's like no like this viewer like there's a power imbalance uh i don't know because i'm thinking hard, about right? it i'm thinking about it as in like okay what if like you popped off right yeah and what if like you got like okay um what if you got i don't know like uh a lot of fame for i don't know like some random like meme or something like that right yeah and like, because of that meme, like, people are, like, kind of, I guess not copying, but, like, uh, like taking it and uh, making their own versions of it. Okay, so you had a viral TikTok. Like, you had a viral TikTok, doing these, right, and everyone started doing it, concept. right? <laughs> and it's, like, do you feel like you have ownership over it? Because mm. it's, like, I feel like, I mean, think about it like that, right? Like, you're still you. It's still your content, right? But then now yeah. everyone now, and now everyone's doing it because you're more popular, right? Yeah. And I feel like a normal person would feel like they would have ownership over that meme. Because it's like, yeah. oh, I made this. This is my original thing, right? Now everyone's just doing it. Why? You know? And I feel like that's what I mean by it. I don't think there's a way to not recognize the power dynamic. Because uh, you're possessive over what you do. But I feel like some people disconnect their viewers and their content. Mm. Like an individual viewer and like their content as a whole. <clears throat> Because I think it's easy to, like, you know, chat as an entity, not, like, necessarily individuals. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I think they're shitty people. Like, don't take advantage of people. <laughs> but I, I'm i just saying, like, do you think there is a layer of, like, ignorance? Because, like, so it happens so often where it's, like, would this have been the case if these people weren't content creators? Mm, probably not. Probably not. I think a lot of people, I'm not going to say the name, a lot of people's <laughs> issues get exasperated because of content creation. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, it's it's so... It, it really brings out the worst in people. It's so intimate. And it makes you like vulnerable in so many different ways, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's not like they were terrible people, but I think the power dynamic makes them terrible people, if that makes sense. So that's oh, what I mean by... It's kind of like the... Um... I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, you know the Stanford Prison Experiment. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you think it's I kind love the Stanford of like ex that? Uh, prison Experiment? It's fascinating. It's really cool. 
And it's really but, fucked um, up. But <laughs> yeah, no, super fucked. But do you think it's kind of like that? Because like the people who were put into like the role of like the prison guards, mm-hmm. how they increasingly became more cruel because they had the power mm-hmm. and they saw themselves as better than the prisoners, even though they're all from the same school. But in that situation, like they had the power. So they started to abuse that think, power because they had it. I think it's a little bit different because the prison, uh, the Stanford prison experiment, uh, they were basically testing on authority. So it yeah. wasn't on like power. Exactly. It was on. I mean, does authority not come with power? Or mm, does power not come with authority? I don't know. I feel like it's a bit different. It's like, it's like you can, ha- if you have a lot of viewership, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you can have the authority to talk about things like concepts and whatnot because people will respect you, right? But you don't have the power to change those things because they're just how they are. I think that's my delineation. Uh, I don't know. Because I don't think anyone on this earth has the power to change things other than like individual people, like to themselves. I I don't know, man. The president, I think, has power. (laughs) I don't think the president does shit, if I'm being honest. (laughs) I think the... Because there's checks and balances in every system where a president can stand for one thing, but Congress can stop whatever they want at the same time, which is usually why, like, nothing usually happens during, like, a four-year term. Okay, so I think we're we're, we're stepping away from the topic a little bit. (laughs) But, like, I, I think it's a bit different. I think authority and power are a little bit different um but regardless i i feel like the stanford prison experiment was a bit different in the sense of like they were like reinforced with this role if that makes sense like it was meant to be like an oh you are now put into this role immediately right Mm -hmm. i think a lot of content creators like who are in the content creation scene um have struggled a lot if that makes sense like they've gone yeah. through tribulations to get to where they are. And so I don't know if we can like exactly equate it from like, oh, someone who was assigned a role and someone who like actually worked to get to where they are. Uh, I understand where you're coming from. I, I mean more or less like the concept of because they have power, like it kind of changed how they thought like or how they're thinking versus like not like necessarily the struggle, but rather the end result ah okay you okay what i mean yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah i yeah, agree yeah. with you yeah. yeah 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 in that case yeah <laughs> i i think so um <laughs> it took so long to get here <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I'm we're talking through it i was i was we're so ta- we're talking through it i was so focused on the actual experiment itself like oh, the logistics. i'm talking more about the concepts yeah, 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 yeah. of people in power will abuse power yes people they in have power, power will abuse power yes that is the uh that is the end end goal of the uh of the experiment <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think it is um because like i i i've i've met a lot of people who change a lot when they become more popular like they won mm-hmm. they stopped talking to people who you know were their friends from before they got popular that's a big one that's a really that's big a one. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really common. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Like, I understand why, but I wonder why. I, uh, I don't know. I, I just think it's, is, is it too broad to say human nature? But because <laughs> <laughs> it happens in school too, you know, like, like people. Oh, like when kids get popular, they want to associate with the popular kids only. Yeah. But also like, I think it's like people of, uh, 
like different, I guess, I hesitate to say intelligence because I know intelligence isn't dictated by letter grades, but like people of different like GPAs tend to hang around together. Like people who do APs and stuff, they tend to hang around together, you know, like I feel like it's kind of like the idea that there's a quantifiable way to measure like how well you're doing as a person. And because of that, it's like almost naturally segregating you into these different categories. Um, I would argue, I understand where you're coming from. I think it's more or less like, um, like going back to like the school thing, it's maybe like proximity where like larger content creators, like if you don't have those numbers, there's just no situations where you would be around them to get closer to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at a certain point, like there's different struggles at different viewerships that people who aren't at that viewership won't understand and so it's hard to talk to them about those kinds of struggles without sounding like ungrateful Mm, and so mm -hmm. it's easier to confine in someone who's been through it versus someone who's looking up to it because like let's say i don't know like if i was like i don't know like a thousand viewer andy and i was kind of going through it like i wouldn't want to talk to someone who was like averaging like 10 or 15 viewers because mm-hmm. like anything I say is going to sound completely ungrateful for what I have versus like if I was talking to someone who had like a thousand or like 2000 viewers, like who kind of understands that struggle, it's easier to relate and like easier to like actually talk about how you're feeling. Okay. I get that. Like the idea of yeah. not making new friends. Right. But it's more so like, <sighs> no, I mean like you're making new friends with people around your, the similar range because they understand. Versus like the ones that don't understand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That that's a it's good hard. point. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know though, because it's still like, uh, it's just strange when like, I I guess people like almost seem adverse to talking to others. Mm. It's okay, like okay. Let's be fair. Though. Yeah. Let's be fair. Mugi, do we talk to new people? <laughs> No, no, but it's like, it's not like we, okay, 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 wait, hold on, 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 okay, okay, we're taking a few steps back, we're taking a few, taking a few steps back, okay, I think it's like the delineation, it's like a gray line of like, oh, you're open, you're not open to talking to new people, or like, yeah, sorry, you're adverse to talking to new people, or versus like, you're not looking to talk to new people, yeah, so it's like, if I'm adverse to talking to new people, it means that I will not interact with anyone who has lower viewership than me. Mm. whereas it's like if i'm not looking for new friends it's just like i'm just not gonna talk to people you know like that's me <laughs> <laughs> i just don't talk to people i feel like that's the delineation you know it's like it's it's the same thing it's still ends up in the same result right yeah yeah, yeah. you're just not talking to people. exactly but the intention's different i think mm. but it's hard when it's outside looking in because no one knows someone else's intention that's true yeah and so it's like it, people might perceive it one way. Nah, my actuality, vibe check is always right. <laughs> <laughs> you have a ninety nine percent win ratio with your vibe check. Like, but like, um, I don't know. It's hard. It's it's really iffy. It's such like there's so many gray lines with content creation that nothing is black and white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. How about we switch over to maybe a little lighter note? A little lighter note. Um. <laughs> So what let's just that? say you're a smaller streamer. How do you grow as a streamer? <laughs> Whoa, let's talk about that. Wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait no, no, I want to talk about the one where they were happy. Oh, you want to talk about that one? Yeah, okay. that's cute. This one's really cute. Okay, we can talk about that one. Okay, you guys. Hey, chat. 
listen. <clears throat> this user on Reddit had one of the most wholesome experiences ever. So it goes like this. Had my first, you're my favorite streamer moment. I'm a small affiliate streamer for fun. Like a 130 follower, maybe two to three viewers a stream. Streaming about 1.5 years. Yesterday, I was chatting with someone who's been following me for a while. And out of nowhere, they hit me with a, you're my favorite streamer at the moment. I'm just streaming for fun. But man, did that feel good? I feel like this is something I'll remember for a long time. Do you remember the first chatter that called you their favorite streamer? Let me know what happened. That this post warmed my heart so much. It made all my struggles about content creation go away. I was like, that's so wholesome. I love that. I will say, I'm going to be honest. My first thought was not You're wholesome. So cynical. <laughs> I was you so, are so cynical. cynical. I, was so, I was like, what if the viewer's lying? <laughs> you see, my, my, first, my first reaction is, I just don't assume people are just lying to me. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> I know That's you have trauma. trauma. I'm man. so sorry. I'm not going to say the name, but I I'm have surprised I don't trauma. have more trauma about this as well. I'm just like, I don't, I believe in the good in people sometimes. I just like, think, what does this random person gain from lying to me? Okay, here's my thought process, right? So if this person was, it's it's all about context. If this person was a regular in my, in my stream, comes like almost yeah. every single stream, is very active in chat, has been a longtime sub or, you know, like tries their best to, you know, be supportive and whatnot in certain ways. And like, you know, is just very, you know, is a very active regular, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, Moogie, my favorite streamer. I believe it. But if I'm like a random streamer who, um, like, you know, if, I, if I'm just like, you know, um, a random streamer who is getting a person in their chat and mm -hmm. it's the first time there or it's like their second time there. Oh, OK. No, no. First time viewers. They say that. I'm like, you're a fucking liar. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, no, that's but what this I mean. person says that they've been following them for a while. OK. But were they active? Lurkers exist. I don't know, man. I don't you know, don't man. Diminish lurkers. I'm cynical. Lurkers are powerful. Because it's like, like I, I think. Had... Mm -hmm. OK, let, let, me, let me go back my my list. Because my second point oh is, <laughs> my second point is, if this person doesn't have a lot of viewers, and yeah. they have this one person who's saying like, "Oh, I'm their favorite. I'm your favorite. I'm sorry, you're my favorite streamer." Yeah. Then it's like, is this person trying to get attention? But listen, if you're only streaming to one to two people, anything they say in chat's gonna get them attention. Yeah. So they don't have to say this. I don't know, man. I'm cynical. I'm cynical. Yeah. Why are you diminishing Cyber Rider One? They've Hey, dude, you're not even following us. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what I fucking what do you mean, mean? Stairs and lurker. That's you're not even following, mean. bro. Listen. <laughs> you can't trust people out here, all right? <laughs> <laughs> the way your point got proven, it's 4K. <laughs> like, come on, man. I'm trying to think about the good in people. I was trying to think about like the good in people and like there's still like a chance that that people are still like good like i believe it when my viewers in my chat say i'm their favorite streamer i believe if the regular does if some random person comes in <laughs> and they haven't been following me i don't know man that's kind of sus you know okay but this is like okay in this post it's someone that they're like they know who they are because they've been in their chat regularly i know i know i, I think this I post that. i think this post is fine but I think, like, my mind immediately went to, like, oh, the circumstances of this, you know? Mm. 
It's just, no, I, no, I think, no. I think just, I'm just too cynical okay to feel of content good. creation. I, I think sometimes it's okay to feel good. I think it's never okay to feel good. Okay. I, I also feel my bad to tell 100% me. of the time. <laughs> Bro, no, I'm always like, hey, chat, tell me I'm your favorite streamer. And if you're like, if, if I'm not, just lie to me. Like, it's okay. Just don't tell me you're lying, but just tell lie me, to me. Tell I me just, a good lie, please. <laughs> I need I need reassurance, okay? I just I need I need to be reassured. Oh man. Damn, you have to turn my feel good post into cynicalism, I'm so sorry. Bro. Listen, listen, listen. This is just fucking senile works. boomer. Like, <laughs> I am 35 years old. Thank you. What's going to happen like when I actually turn 35? you're gonna be 35 <laughs> no but then like you're younger than me and you're like yeah i'm 35 i'm like no you're not yeah when you turn 35 i'm still gonna be 35 what? <laughs> i'm forever 35 when you turn 40 you're like i'm still 35 yeah. <laughs> like, exactly <laughs> okay uh, i'm setting myself up for the future you know when i'm 60 years old i'm still gonna be 35 you sound like my mom she's forever 29 <laughs> i'm like mom you have like a 35 year old son how are you 29 <laughs> Don't, 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 don't ask questions. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my god. Do you want to go on to the next point, or do you want to go to intermission? Um, let's quickly discuss the next point because I do think okay. it's it's pretty interesting. So for our next point, it's actually not on r slash Twitch, but we'll pretend <gasps> it's on r slash Twitch. We'll just uh, we'll just we'll just have a cheeky little cheeky little lie. Yeah, that's right, chat. Your streamer's lying to you. How do you feel about that, huh? Lying in this economy? I'm here to give you trauma. trauma. Okay, so this Twitter post was basically um, a streamer on Twitter trying to give some advice to other small streamers. <laughs> and their advice states, when you initially start streaming, never ever just stream whichever game you feel like. You need to have a main game and a secondary game that is popular with high viewership. To help you to reach out to more viewers. Basically saying like, oh, don't stream what you like. Stream what's popular. And let me just say, I man, understand. I understand <sighs> where they're coming from. I do. I get it. But that's like how to get burnt out 101. It really is, dude. It and really is. Like, it really delves into like, why are you streaming and what are you trying to get out of streaming? Mm -hmm. Because, like, if your interest aligns with a popular game, that's great. But playing a popular game does not guarantee success, especially if it's not a game you enjoy. I think people like watching people enjoy things more than the actual content itself. And so it's like telling people to don't stream what you, what you want to play. How dare you want things that aren't the top 20 categories on Twitch.tv? Like, no. It, it really just depends on, like, why or, like, just what you want to get from streaming. Yeah, like, fucking RT Game got famous off of doing Sims videos. Bro, Sims videos? Listen, I dogged on them before. I, I take it back. Like, I understand. No, so but that's what I mean, though. It's such a niche, you know? It's like, <laughs> you would never expect to get popular off of Sims videos. But most creators who are in, like, the top one percentile, they just continue doing what they love. Yeah. And then they make it because people see that they're loving what they do. You know, mm -hmm. it's such bad advice to be like, don't stream what you want to stream. Because it's like, yes, you might get momentary satisfaction. You might get instant gratification of like that maybe increase in number. 
But yeah. if people realize that you're not passionate about what you're doing, they're going to leave. That's just what it is. Also, also, games don't stay popular forever. Mm-hmm. Like when Fortnite was at its peak popularity, how many Fortnite streamers have just died off completely because Fortnite, Fortnite lost its popularity and there just wasn't as much viewership in that category anymore and they never pivoted to anything else? And so like they're kind of like perma-stuck playing Fortnite with like a tenth of the viewership that they had at their peak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like, I'm not going to lie, I... <laughs> There's okay, so one of my other friends, uh, Pretty Patterns, Diego, love you, man. Uh, he's awesome, but he basically mm -hmm. mentioned on Twitter the other day asking, uh, if people feel like there's sort of a saturation going on in the VTuber community. Um, and I responded to it basically saying that, you know, I feel like it's less of a saturation and more of the fact that more people who don't have exact clear motives are getting into it. Like they get into it for the instant gratification of having, uh, you know, uh, like the attention. Yeah, people love that. them, the attention, all that stuff. And they don't really have a end goal in mind. And we don't either. Like, I don't think yeah. me and Mina have an end goal in mind for content creation either. But it's like, bro, I started on a meme. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's the fact that like we we have things we want to achieve, you know? Yeah. And it's like we have things we want to achieve, but also care about the things that we're doing to achieve that. And I think a lot of people who are coming into the VTubing sphere, because it's really accessible, you know, there's so many resources yeah. out there now for it, um, that don't know how to do the things to achieve what they want. And I mean, I would argue, I don't even know how to achieve the things I want. I don't even know what I want. I just want to hold myself to a high standard of like quality. No, no, and but that's what I mean. Achievements come later. You're you're doing you're doing something to achieve that high quality, to mm -hmm. you know eventually reach an end goal of something down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like people I feel like are coming into this sphere now, um, the VTubing sphere specifically, uh, not like knowing exactly what they want in like achieving that standard of content creation because it's like we want to make videos i want to make covers i want to make sure my music sounds good you know stuff like that yeah some people might just come in and be like i want to make you know um gameplay videos stuff like that but i want to be the next ninja <laughs> 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 but then i feel like there's a lot of people coming in who don't know what they want to do you know mm -hmm. even though that's okay um the fact that is that because they don't know what to do, they strive for getting better numbers. And that's like what they're striving towards, you know, yeah. to like get better numbers and solely that without caring about the stuff that they're doing surrounding the things that affect that. Right. And I feel like it, that's why I feel saturated. It's so misguided. Yeah. Oh, man. It's because like, I don't think people understand that. You can't focus on numbers. You have to focus on your content because the higher quality content you create, numbers will eventually follow. But you have to like constantly be like striving to improve your content and wanting to create content that you yourself enjoy. Because like some people can't even watch back their own VODs. Mm -hmm. And it's like if you can't even watch yourself like play a game or stream, why should anyone else watch you stream or like play games or do anything? Mm-hmm. I don't know. People should just get good. I just feel like, <laughs> like, I just think streaming advice is terrible. Like, period. I, I think it's like, all the same advice. Turn off your CCV. Um, 
uh be cons okay be consistent it's actually really big you guys be consistent <laughs> if you're gonna stream if you're gonna stream seriously be consistent what, wait no there was one tweet by this person's like hey i've been streaming for one month here's some tips okay. i'm sorry one month <laughs> Uh -huh. i'm not gonna ask an infant how to do taxes like come <laughs> on like what is this you're a child like <laughs> i just think it's like i don't know I, streaming's so varied and people grow in so many different ways that's like yes there are like i think common sense things that yeah. are applicable like oh try not to think about your stats um you know um make good content be consistent right but that's like almost i want a realistic one everything i want you do no, dude, I want someone to make a realistic tweet where it's like, you're going to be worrying about your numbers. Get over it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Learn to live with it. Otherwise, you'll never grow. <laughs> I just think I yeah. want realistic stuff like that. I just think giving tips in that generalistic sense is just it's not helpful for anyone. I mean, it's it's interaction bait. That's yeah. the most it can be. It's like those uh, YouTube tutorials, how to become a successful YouTuber video. Ah, uh, yeah, like yeah, by, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. By people who aren't even successful YouTubers. <laughs> I mean, hey, success is uh, many different definitions. Not to, not to okay, yuck okay, on anyone's no, yum. Like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just shit on multiple different YouTube channels. <laughs> <laughs> like, I apologize. Um, I'll put a thumbnail of me crying. Uh, black and white. <clears throat> the sad uh, BGM, the royalty-free BGM music behind me. I'm so sorry for insulting every single content creator out there. Have you guys tried getting good? <laughs> like... But yeah, okay. Intermission? Um, yeah, let's go to intermission. Hi everyone. This is Mugi of Mugi Mail, a podcast of two content creators and streamers talking about how they navigate the world of modern content creation and internet culture. You can watch our podcast live on Twitch at Mugi Mail Podcast every Friday at 8 p.m. EST, where you can also join the live audience and talk to us during our exclusive intermissions. We both thank you so much for listening to Mugi Mail, and please enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back to the Miggy Mail Mail in Session. I missed you all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, from Lurkers United, Lurkers United asks I know some PC RPG games lose its steam once the main story is completed. With the addition of adding to mods to games, spice it up when it comes to these type of games. So, I think. This is a really poignant question because it only applies to people who maybe do modded gameplay. Mm. Like, if I think it's more or less like I think the question they're like trying to get at is more like, how do they sprite like uh, spice up content that is dying? Mm. I don't know because I feel like modded content is in itself a form of content. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's a niche in itself. Like, there's people who want to play and watch games for the story and mm -hmm. then there's people who like want to see it modded you know mm, like it's two different audiences it's two different audiences yeah i Th think there can be bleed over but yeah for the most part it's separate because mm -hmm. like for a lot of like have you ever seen those challenge runs like on uh youtube i don't watch i don't i'm not one of the ones who watch modded content. okay <laughs> 
us who watch modded content. <laughs> but like a lot of people who do modded content will be like, oh, I try to beat this game by not getting hit. Or like I try to beat mm. this game only having one HP or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like that's a whole niche of content, right? But I feel like if that's not your niche, doing mods on games isn't going to be like something that'll like fun. make it elevated. You know what I mean? Because mm, it might just frustrate you to no end if mm -hmm. that's not something you enjoy. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think people at the end of the day, they want to watch their streamer enjoy what they're doing on stream. Otherwise, like, you don't want to watch someone, like, actually mauled for, like, three hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, playfully mauled, like, mauling, that's fun. Like, that's whatever. But, like, you can tell when someone's, like, genuinely not having fun. And people don't want to see that. People want to see people having fun. Content creators, I would argue, man. I would argue, like, I would rather pivot to a different RPG game that you haven't experienced mm -hmm. yet. And play that versus, like doing modded content because you feel like you have to stay in the same game category mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like i think there's enough overlap within the bigger triple a games where it's like you can play through them continuously in the sense of like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there will never be a shortage of triple a games to play yeah like there are enough story-based games for you to just keep going to other games and I think I don't yeah, know. Just play the Assassin's Creed franchise. You'll never <laughs> you'll you'll have enough content to last you till you die. God, not the Assassin's Creed franchise. <laughs> There's so many games, dude. You could just start from one and go on. Or Final go Fantasy. On. Be free, my child. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy, Resident Evil. Play the Xenoblade games while you're at it. Play the <laughs> Tales of the Tales of series. Good all the fire emblems. Have fun. <laughs> like, I do think though, like when you do story based games or whatnot. Like, you do need to have an angle. Yeah. Like, you can't just play them and be like, oh, I'm reacting to it for the first time. And that's it, you know? Mm, I feel like you mm -hmm. do need to have an angle that you come from specifically so that people, like, want to watch you play that game and want to watch you specifically. You know what I mean? Mm, I mean, that's... Every streamer should have an angle. Not every streamer say, does, though. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm saying there's... Ideally, there's two types of successful streamers. The first one is someone who is good at the game that they're playing. Mm -hmm. Think of like professional gamers mm -hmm, or just like mm -hmm. high level gamers. Because like the people who are watching them want to see high level gameplay. And then there's the people that are funny. And it's very rare that those two overlap. Because you can't be good at the game and be funny. And you, you can't, can't be funny and be good at the basket. game. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You got to pick one. And so if let's say you're playing a game and you're not particularly good at video games. That's me. Me as an individual. I suck at video games. I am funny 80% of the time. So <laughs> I lean into my 80% and sometimes the 20% doesn't land. And that's when I try to fall back on my gameplay skills, which ultimately fails, which turns into 80%. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm only a plot in rhythm games, okay? <laughs> Do you want to switch over to the next question? Yes, we can switch over to the next one. I shall read it. One moment, I'm scrolling to it. <clears throat> this question is asked by Tire Iron. To grow your community, is it more than just streaming? What do you do beyond streaming? Streaming is probably the least important part of growing your streaming community. 
where it's more the effort you put outside of streaming that can elevate your streams. I I want to argue against that a little bit. Okay. Because I think, I think there are so many ways that other people have become successful um, that it's, it's too like broad of a term to be like, oh, streaming is the least important. You know what I mean? It's like I, I've, I've seen creators get big mm-hmm. from literally just streaming like, like hours upon hours every single day. It's not I what just, I would do. It feels so inefficient. I don't know. I, success is there's that luck factor. And I feel like you're more likely to hit that lucky like exposure outside of streaming than you are being live on Twitch.tv. Mm. Where it's posting your content on YouTube, it's posting your content on TikTok, on Twitter, like kind of like getting your name out there as like a brand mm-hmm. and people like becoming aware of who you are to like drive traffic to your Twitch because Twitch just doesn't promote people naturally. Like it's hard to grow from like, like a zero viewer Andy to like more than like, I don't know, 10 viewers. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I just think, I don't know. I just think it's like, I still think streaming is a really big, important part. And like people who have become successful, like Mm -hmm. I know so many people who have become successful from not streaming alone, but like being very involved in the streaming community. It's like, I'm, I'm talking about like being live on Twitch.tv as streaming, not like being in the community. Because like there's people who stream like eight hours a day. Yeah. We talked about this before. But like it's not like a productive eight hours of stream. Mm. Where like they can be doing something else for those eight hours or like for like five of those eight hours and like only be live for three hours. I still think it's very varied. Like I, I don't know, man. I, I think especially being exposed to like the IRL communities now, like – Mm. it's just so many IRL streamers stream for like like six to seven hours a day and but um we talked about this like off stream but you were saying that these people have like a kind of like a team behind them that are creating content for them on the side yeah some of them do but some of them don't so I I think it's like I think it's it's just it's just too like there's too many variables for me to be like yes like streaming is the least important thing because I feel like for some people it might be the most important thing it's like for me, I that wouldn't be me. Like I can't stream for that long and not be burnt out. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Couldn't like, be me. But yeah. I, I do feel like it is possible to have that be a reality, right? Mm. So like I do think, yes, there's more to streaming than just streaming. But I don't want to discount the people who put in the work to streaming. You know what I mean? I will discount them. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm just joking. I understand where you're coming from. Um, I just think to like i don't know necessarily like pop off it it takes so much more than just being like just streaming like there's so many more factors that go into it versus just like the day in day out grind of streaming consistently like yes it helps a lot Mm -hmm. but you have to be able to drive your traffic from somewhere and twitch is notorious for just not driving traffic towards like streamers like you have to like find that audience and kind of like force them or funnel them over to like your channel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so it's like to like i don't know like grow like at an exponential rate it's better or like that's subjective but like it's easier to go outside of twitch and bring them in than to try to grab like grab them while live on twitch Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i mean more of a slight of um 
more than um where streaming is like kind of like on the lesser important scale than other things like i think promoting yourself is more important than streaming if you want to become successful in that way but you need like to make content while streaming to create content offline yeah i don't know i uh it's like I, I do I do think it's like very important to make content outside of streaming and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I do think like that's integral as as to being a content creator. Like you need to make yeah. content, right? Outside of actual streaming. Because streaming in oh itself God. content creator makes content. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I don't know, because it's like there's there's a there's a very, I think, uh there's a balance that everyone has to find for themselves. Because, like, mm-hmm. I know some creators who stream for that long periods of time, right? They barely make YouTube videos. And they have a very, very loyal community because they spend so much of their time with their community. You know? Mm. And so it's, like, coming from that angle, I think it's, like, that balance that's struck for how much you're spending outside of streaming versus how much you're spending in streaming, how much content and outreach you're doing, like, whatever, whatnot, right? Because I yeah, have yeah. friends who are full-time content creators, maybe average, like, 25 viewers. But they're able to draw in sponsorships they're able to go to events because they have connections they have been very personable mm. with these brands and these brands really like them they're in creator programs and stuff like that um but that's all stuff outside of being live that's what i mean it's like but that the, their streams are where that happens it's because they stream for these long periods of time and they do like sponsorships and whatnot like on these streams and they do mm-hmm. a lot of effort into them that like these brands reach out and continue to come back even mm. if their viewership isn't a lot because it's like they get a lot of good content from their stream, even if they're not the ones making the content for them. Like, mm. for example, they're in a Capcom. Uh, one of my friends, she's in a Capcom creator program and she streams yeah. a lot, like every single day um, oh for maybe God, five hours insane. at least. Right. And she has a lot of sponsorships um, in which she'll make content for Capcom and they'll use her streams as content. Ah. But she won't actually make the content for them. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I think there's a there's a different balance for everyone. Yeah. And streaming could be your most important thing, could be your least important thing, depending on what you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. I'm going through my subjective opinion. <laughs> it's important, but I don't know. When it comes to growing, there's only so much you can grow while online versus like how much like more potential there is offline. Like, let's say... I take a VOD, I splice it down, I put it on YouTube, or even if I stream on YouTube, that VOD is infinitely more likely to be seen by more people on YouTube than it is on Twitch. Like, oh yeah, I just Twitch doesn't save your shit. No, like, no, but no one watches VODs on, U- on, on Twitch. Like, I had a VOD recently on, on uh, YouTube where, like, let's say, like, the viewers after I finished, like, the stream, maybe, like, a thousand, like, the total, like, views, it's almost at, like, 9,000 now. Because people watched it after the fact. Mm. Versus like on Twitch, like you'll maybe get like 100 to 200 views post like VOD. Like once a VOD has been posted onto Twitch. So like it's kind of like creating content for you while you're offline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like that's how you get more exposure. So like, oh, what if some of those people who saw the VOD post fact really like your, your energy? They'll show up when you're live. So yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I just think everyone has, you know their own balance because it's like you can't possibly manage everything yeah yeah it's like it's like i could like theoretically i could be flying out to every single convention to go talk to brands and go meet people and go socialize and whatnot go network like that sounds like 
so much effort yeah right but it's like theoretically to like people to grow brand? i could do that <gasps> like i could do that hey brands hit us up but i want to think it's email. just like, i want Mickey email to be sponsored by something <laughs> that'd be nice hey hey can we get sponsored hey guys chat you don't got connections help us out <laughs> like- <laughs> but yeah but yeah i i think it's just everyone has to find their own balance in it and everyone finds different ways to grow outside of their current standing but mm-hmm. you know it's 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 based on their own experiences yes balanced yes as all things should be <laughs> maybe thanos was right <laughs> maybe not the mass genocide part but <laughs> no, no 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 we ignore that it's fine but the balance balanced but yeah Alrighty. i think that's a good place to end yeah oh my god end of episode 10 we're on two hands now Whoa! holy shit or i guess we finished two hands because i guess we would have been on two hands at episode six Wait, why? Because six oh. requires to hold two hands up, but we just finished episode 10. I was like, <laughs> I was like excuse me. We live in a society. I have nine fingers on my hand. What are you talking about? I'm so sorry. I was not taking into account any external fingers. <laughs> I'll think about that next time. Um, episode 18, I'll say that we're finally thank finishing Thank you, thank you. Hands. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, to be inclusive, you know? <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can find us both streaming at our respective Twitch channels at twitch.tv slash nagamimugi, N-A-G-A-M-I-M-U-G-I, and twitch.tv slash minaoyama, M-I-N-A-A-O-Y-A-M-A. You can also find Miggy Mail live at twitch.tv slash Podcast every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, where you can join us and a live audience in the recording of these podcasts. Thank you once again for coming and have a great time zone. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.